This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, so we could always just skip right past football and talk basketball, but I have to start with what I've been seeing lately, which is a lot more hot seat for Sam Pittman. What are you hearing? Yeah, football is uh, is back this week. I don't know if we necessarily asked them to come back, uh, <laughs> but they're back after the bye week. Um, no, it's, yeah, the the national media has started to to pick up a Sam Pittman on mm-hmm. the hot seat, but uh, but I would I would say honestly, after the bye week, it's cooled off a little bit. He had a week to you know everyone to catch their breath, take a step back. Kenny Guyton's getting introduced as the uh, as the offensive coordinator last last two weeks in in practice. I would say I would say for now, I wouldn't say that the seat is is boiling hot. I would we'll see how these these final four games are, but where we where we are right now, I I expect. Pittman to be back next season. I, and I would too. I I just see that, and I realize a lot of that's created. There are just people around who look and go, "Well, they ought to be better." So that guy's ought to be on the hot seat, and they just throw that stuff out there. It's kind of the way the stock market works. But um, that aside, with the change at coordinator, with Danny Enos being out, with the, with the change there, what are you hearing about differences with what we're going to see from this offense? Well, it's not going to be too different. You know. It's- hard during you know the bye week certainly helps but you know it's hard during a two-week span to, to completely change the landscape of an offense but one thing they did during the bye week is they they cut out pretty much half of the playbook which is you know maybe a little bit drastic but they they took what whatever they felt that the offense and KJ Jefferson weren't comfortable with over the first eight games during the season and they just said they said that's that's gone Sam Pittman said, you know, they, they had been focusing too much. He felt the offense had been focusing too much on what could work against the opposing defense compared to, you know, what, what these guys are comfortable with, what KJ is comfortable with, you know, what, what these, what's going to work with, with an offensive line group that struggled so far this season. So they're, you know, they just ask the guys what, you know, what, what is what are you most comfortable doing? So they're going to do a lot of that this weekend. And they've been talking about this for a while, and we haven't seen it. You know, we saw it a little bit in the second half against Alabama, but the offense is going to go very up-tempo this week in, in Florida. It's going to, going to move, move quick, you know, try and, try and tire out the, the Florida defense. And, you know, we talked to K.J. Jefferson yesterday, and he's, felt that you know everyone's thinking too much on that offense you know mind is racing you know what's what's the play going to be uh so up tempo you know he thinks everyone can just have a bit more fun and and just play football so i'd say those are probably the two biggest things we're going to see from the offense but as far as you know play goes i wouldn't expect you know if i'm an arkansas fan you know you're not going to watch the game saturday and, and see a you know a whole offensive style that we haven't seen this season it's interesting you mentioned that though we're talking to jacob seuss our arkansas insider here on the blitz 1170 at 836 you pick the pace up and and that's cool because yeah you can go pressure defenses but at the same time the number of offenses i've seen pick the pace up and actually hurt themselves you see that you know run to the offensive run to the line real quick after a big play try to go and, and speed it up and you get the procedure penalty which happens so often so it's one thing to say you want to do it it's another thing to be being built 
for going fast. Can this group go fast? You know, it's something we saw in the second half against Alabama when the Arkansas offense really hadn't gotten anything going to that point. And they wound up scoring their 15 points in that game all on the last two drives. And the difference was that they went up tempo and, and they were going quick. And, you know, the way the way Sam Pittman described it is you know, Arkansas runs a, you know, more of a, a pro-style offense. So, you know, they're, they're calling things on the line a lot. And that's a lot easier to do when you're, when you're going up tempo because you can immediately see, you know, how the defense is, is lined up compared to, you know, giving them, giving them time and you have to, to call things before, you know, before you see how they're, they're lined up. So, but yeah, you know, you, the procedure penalties is, is an interesting point because, you know, that's been another thing this team mm-hmm. has really struggled this season is, you know, they've, they've taken more false starts and, you know, silly penalties like that than, than we can count. So will they be able to do it? I'm not, I'm not sure, but, you know, they haven't been able to do much else, so might as well give it a try. <laughs> uh, spoken like a guy who's covered a team a long time. It is a, our Jacob Seuss, our 5 News Arkansas Insider. We'll get to basketball in a moment here at 838 on the Blitz. Price. Well, I, that's the thing. My question was about basketball. You were, able, you were able to uh, replace last Saturday with some basketball at Bud Walton in an exhibition against Purdue. What, what was that like, that hectic environment? It was it was unbelievable. It it really was. I mean, it was all for for a good cause. I'm always for these charity exhibitions, but the you know the fact that Arkansas sold out you know a a preseason game a week before Halloween, you had 19,000 people in Bud Walton. I mean, it actually did sound like you know a big SEC game in you know February March. You know, it sounds like when. Kentucky comes to town or Tennessee or when Auburn was number one a few years ago and they, they came into Fayetteville. It was, it was crazy. And both teams a hundred percent played it like, like a real game. You know, normally these, these exhibitions, you know, you'll get the whole bench in there, you know, even the walk-ons will, will, you know, get there, get their few minutes, get, get everyone play. No, it was, this, this was a real game. I mean, and, of course, you know, they played, they went to overtime and they, they played overtime. You know, there were some, some, you know, a couple moments where guys hit the floor hard. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, last, I think, you know, the, the brightest spot for this, this Arkansas team is last, this time last year, they went into Texas for one of these charity exhibitions and they lost to the Longhorns by 30 points. Now this time around, you know, you, you beat the number three team in the country, you know, you, of course, can't take too much away from that you know it was a strong showing from from the Razorbacks but just the fact that you kept that game close and hung with those with Purdue the the whole way you know you kept Zach Eady from having a monster game you know that's got to make you feel so good going into going into practice this week preparing for for the real thing next Monday. And you know you do feel good about that, and certainly I, I agree with you on an exhibitions. You don't you don't know what to expect, but what you just want to see more than anything else is some athleticism, and kind of like some players are at least familiar with each other, especially when, when the rosters are as new as they are, and they kind of start all coming together. Uh, this group, you know, we had such great promise last year. Of course, you get you lose a couple, you pick a couple up. That's basketball. What do you really expect out of this group? I expect big things. I I do. I mean, you have nine new players on this year's roster, which is, you know, that's 
it's a tough thing to do. You know, that's Eric Musselman's thing. He completely turns around the roster each and every year. But the difference this year is last season, Arkansas, you know, they had three one and done. So you are, you are riding the, the entire season with freshmen who were great. You know, Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., Jordan Walsh, they were a lot of fun, and I think they're all going to be difference makers in the NBA. But they're freshmen. So, you know, you have the freshman mistakes. You have everything that comes along with that. This time around, Arkansas is absolutely loaded with, with, with graduate seniors, with juniors, you know, upperclassmen who have done this before. They have started – you know, a million games with their prior program. They've been to the NCAA tournament board. They now have final four experience on the roster with Houston transfer, Tremont Mark. I mean, it is a veteran team, and you can you can absolutely tell, tell the difference. I mean, for sure, is it going to take some time for them to get to know each other? Yeah, I mean, we've seen that with every, every must team the last couple of years. You know, you're going to go – through some growing pains just with the fact that, you know, basketball is a team game. You can't just throw nine new guys on the floor and expect them to, to click immediately. But when it's all said and done, when we get to SEC play in January and February, you know, I, I have full confidence that this is a team that, that can win the SEC this year. You know, you make the point you can't throw those guys out there, yet, you know, Dion goes and gets about 65 to 80 new guys and puts them together and makes 22 of them. Workout. Right. Who is the first basketball coach? Do you think we'll we'll see do that? I mean, and you got nine new guys. That's pretty close, right there. Who's the first I mean, you think you're going to see actually clean a roster? You know, it's 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 got to be a program that that needs a new roster, right? The one that you know he he did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, Colorado was uh, what they would one game the year before. Yep the year before Dion got there and he uh you know it's a, it's a great video when he walks into the locker room and pretty much tells everyone to yeah. get get into the transfer portal yep. you know in today's age you uh you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do it's so funny though he didn't he didn't you know turn around the Colorado roster he he recreated it in a hurry Bryce I, I understand Devo Davis you know one of your uh I would say most mature players that's been at the program for a while now had a pretty tough collision on Saturday, and Coach Misselman said that he's should be fine. How how has he been progressing this week? Seems like he's gonna be he's gonna be all good. They've kept it a little lighter for him in in practice. That was yeah, that was a that was a scary moment Saturday. Also, Trevin Brazil who. That was only playing his second exhibition game, you know, back after tearing his ACL. He went down on Saturday, hobbled off, eventually came back into the game. So bodies were bodies were flying. Uh, Arkansas needs Devo Davis though, because when you talk about you know veteran guys, he's the he's the only one who's been here four years. Devo's the only one who was on this roster back in 2021 when they went to you know that Elite Eight in in Indianapolis. You know so. They need his veteran leadership on the on the court more than anything. But yeah, Debo should be hopefully all all good to go on on Monday when we get this thing going for real. Last question for our Arkansas insider Jacob Seuss: If you look at the Razorbacks at two and six, at Florida, Auburn, and Florida Atlantic, probably Florida International, and Missouri at home, over under chances for this team to get bowl eligible? We're going back to football. Come on. <laughs> So close. Um, 
no no chance they get bowl eligible. Uh, zero. Zero chance. But you just you just want to go into the offseason feeling feeling good, you know. Could could they win five games and become, you know, get one of those weird five yeah, win right. bits? You know, maybe I'm not gonna count that. I'm I'm thinking six wins. They're they're not gonna win all four. It's just you know, it's you go two and six, you're on a six game losing streak. I, it's unrealistic for fans to you know, expect that that after this bye week, that after, you know, moving the wide receivers coach to the coordinator, that all of a sudden they're going to come out on Saturday and, and win four straight. I You know, I think you finish two and two to end the year and at least put some semblance of a, a positive taste in your mouth headed into the offseason. And, you know, FIU is going to be a win, you know, but you talk about those last three SEC games, you know, they're they're all at home, Auburn, you know, hasn't looked great, even mm-hmm. though Auburn really crushed Mississippi State on Saturday, the same Mississippi State team that Arkansas lost 7-3 to. <laughs> to um, you know, I think Mizzou to end the year would be such a such a good win for this team. You know, they've, they've struggled in all of their trophy games the last two years. You know, they've struggled in that Mizzou rivalry game. You know, to end the year with a trophy beating, you know, your your rival, you know, Arkansas fans will debate that, but that winning that battle line rivalry game, you know, I think that would put a put a good taste in your mouth to to end the year. You know, I wouldn't ex- wouldn't expect much more than than two and two. Though two wins to end the year would be nice. All right, well, we'll see if it comes true. I'm I'm gonna go ten percent over under. Florida is not that good. Neither is Auburn. Florida International is, and certainly, and you don't know where Missouri is going to be at that time. Although I trust Eli Drinkwitz. <laughs> Also, you know who's also not good though? Who's that? Arkansas. <laughs> yes, yes, I know that. Uh, spoken again like a guy who has to cover the program. Jacob, have a good week. Let's hope it gets better, and we'll talk to you again next yeah. week. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> you betcha. That is Jacob Seuss, our Five News Arkansas Insider. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.